Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Psalm 107, verse 2. In a society of worldly, negative, and depressing amusement, why not spend your multitasking time listening and growing with godly influences and encouragement? This is the purpose of the show. You are listening to Pilgrim Paths. So we are here with Miss Paula, and my wife is here as well, Miss Kaylin. Say hi, Miss Kaylin. Hello. And we are doing an interview, and Miss Paula has got an interesting background of where she came from with the Catholic Church, a Sunday school, a Sunday school teacher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now she attends church um, at Liberty Baptist. And it's just a very interesting testimony that I wanted to get recorded here. And so that's what this purpose is. And so some of the questions, I wanted to kind of get an idea of your life on where you kind of came from. What was your childhood? Did your parents grow up in church? Were they church-minded? My mom started going to a Baptist church at probably the age of 11. Mm. Prior to that, she didn't go. My dad um, was raised Catholic from birth. Your dad was? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of probably how you came into the Catholic. Yes. When my parents married, my mom converted because that was the thing to do mm-hmm. if you're Catholic. And she agreed to raise her children in with the Catholic faith, in the Catholic faith. Okay. And so you was a regular attendee then of that? We attended um, every weekend. A lot of times we would go on Saturday night because there was an option. If you didn't want to go or you weren't able to go on Sunday morning, you could go on Saturday evening to Mass. And then on Sunday mornings, um, she would take us in for Sunday school. Mm. And that was, as a teenager, that's kind of what you did? Yes, I did that until probably the age of 16. 16? Mm-hmm. Okay. And when was it that you decided this is something I want to be as far as a Sunday school teacher? Well, actually, when I was 16, I took a job, and I worked every weekend, so I wasn't able to go to church, and I didn't attend church on a regular basis until after Matt and I were married, and we had Kaylin. And she was getting ready to start kindergarten. So I felt that I needed, I had gone some, but not on a regular basis at that point. And I felt at that point that we needed to start going every Sunday so she could be a part of Sunday school and, and learn what I thought that she needed to know at mm-hmm. that point. Okay. And so, so I started at that point um, probably... Oh, I would say maybe three years later after getting back into the church because then Matt and I renewed our vows because we weren't married in the Catholic Church and that was something that we needed to do. So we were married in the Catholic Church through renewing our vows and that allowed me to start to be a member again and start taking communion and participate in church. 
So at that point, um, we started going, I started taking the girls on a regular basis. And then probably about three years after we were going every Sunday, I decided I was going to teach Sunday school. They, they asked me if I would, and I said, sure. So at that point, I taught, I don't remember, did I teach you, Kaylin, your class? I know I taught Ashlyn's class, but yeah. I couldn't remember. I taught for probably, I'd say five or six, five or six years at least. What were some of the, the things that you taught that was, looking back now, you're like, I can't believe I taught that, you know, things like maybe transubstination, eating the blood, eating the body of Jesus. And I did have to teach that, and I recall the deacon telling me that I had to make the kids understand that that was literally the blood and body of Christ. And you were kind of And like, I was like, and he said, you have to, you have to make them understand <laughs> that. That was probably the hardest thing for me to try to teach. Because you didn't really believe that, but you had to teach that, huh? No. Did you, did. did you believe or understand much of the Catholic doctrine at that time? Was it, or was it more of just a, like, a cultural thing that you were doing? It was more probably of a cultural thing that I was doing. Because a lot of times I would question, like, confession. We had to go in to the little room where it's you and the priest, confess your sins, and he's the interpreter between you and God. You, could, you can't go to God in the Catholic faith. They believe you can't go to God directly and just ask for forgiveness for your sins. But did they prove that from the Bible, or was it just tradition that they taught that through? I never... That was tradition, because I never read that in the Bible, or I never had anyone take a Bible and sit down with me and say, this is where it says that. Uh-huh. So that's my, my take, is just that that was just a traditional thing. And when I asked my mom about it, she was like, yeah, that's just, she told me that the priest is the interpreter and that's what you have to do. And then they tell you how many prayers you have to go back and say, depending on how many sins you had, how many Hail Marys or our fathers. It's best, it's best just not to ask questions, just to do it. <laughs> Basically the right. concept, yeah. Yes. Well, and then, and then something changed. So with all that, uh, there came a point you were married had kids and then something happened to kind of upset your apple cart what was that well my husband um got saved and started attending a baptist church and at first he um, he invited me to come along with him so when when you say he got saved what what was that in particularly you know as far as how did he do that? What, what was that story? Of his salvation? Mm-hmm. That, he, that when changed he trusted him, Lord. yeah. Um, through a radio station. Through a radio station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember him telling me the story. He pulled over the side of the road. In a cemetery. Yeah, and mm-hmm. asked the Lord to save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so through that, he began to change and wanted to go to a Baptist church, you said. He had a friend at work. Okay. And, and so um, after he got saved, he said he knew he was the one guy that he could go to and say look, I just got saved, what's the next step? And that's when Ed said, hey, we're having revival. They were having, they were having revival that week. He said, why don't you come? You need to get in, in, into a church. So he invited me to come with him, and I said, no, I'm Catholic. I'm not going to a Baptist church. And so I think the second night, 
um, my youngest daughter, she was probably seven at the time, she said that she wanted to go with her dad to church. And I said, okay. And my oldest daughter and I didn't attend. <laughs> Rebels, so, no. <laughs> yeah, we're the rebels. But at that point, I was just like, "No, I'm Catholic. I, I'm good. I'll tell you, I'll just stick with the Catholic Church." And so yeah, and then I think probably it, I didn't go to any of the revival, and I think it was around. I remember it was around Christmas weekend, and he said, and my husband said again, "Why don't you come to church with me for the Christmas, you know, celebration?" So that was the first time that I'd actually been into a Baptist church. For a Christmas mm-hmm. deal. So your first, because of, with uh, Christmas, you weren't too shocked or weirded out. Things were a little different than the Catholic church, mm-hmm. but wasn't yes. like attending a revival or things like that. So right. what was your first thoughts when you stepped in the Baptist church and you kind of heard that? They probably read from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes. What was they, your thoughts They actually that? had their Bibles that they were taking into church. I had never done that. I didn't even have a Bible. As a Catholic school teacher, you never owned a Bible. I never owned a Bible. We had <laughs> we had our lesson plans that were given to us by the, I think it was by the month. All, you know, just right there, teach, we were to teach the kids whatever it said through the plans, the lesson plan, and I never had a Bible. Wow. And so you go into a Baptist church, they all carried their Bibles in, Mm -hmm. and they preached from the Bible, Mm -hmm. and you thought, this is different. It was definitely different, yes. Yeah. Did it begin to kind of change your mind a little bit on why you're doing things? I remember, well, one thing I do remember is they said at the closing, you know, they have you, everyone who's proclaims to be saved just you know raise your hand while people are not looking you know and I remember raising my hand because I thought hey I'm a good person I you know for the most part I'm doing everything right I'm saved I'm going to heaven that's what you thought so I thought that I did and so I raised my hand (laughs) they were probably thinking (laughs) 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 something else (laughs) okay well that kind of leads you to um, you began to go to, did you go regularly at that point? Or just once in a while after the Christmas? It was shortly after that that I did start attending. We start, started attending as a family, and we went every Sunday. We were in church. In yes. that Baptist church up there? Yes, the Baptist church. So what, what kind of pushed you over the edge to say, you know, this, is, this seems to be more... Um, real or genuine than what I was doing. Why Why was that? Well, I actually had someone reading out of the Bible, which I hadn't had before, and explaining things on why you're doing the things that you choose, you know, that you do instead of just, this is just the way it is, you know, we've been, we've been doing it this way for years. I had a better understanding. Of things. Okay, and that interested you. Yes. Okay, but your daughter over here, uh, <laughs> she didn't have quite the interest, did she? No, she was young. She was like what, 16, 15, 16? 12 or 13. Oh, twelve or thirteen. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She was younger. Okay. So yeah, she wasn't. You drug her. You and drug at her first, there. I have to be honest. At first, I mean, I did. It took me a while before I actually got saved. I listened to a lot of preaching before, you know, I actually 
had a heart change. Yeah. I knew in my mind, Whoa. I proclaimed to be, you know, saved, but I knew in my mind what to do, but it wasn't in my heart. Do you remember that day? The when day? I got saved? Yeah. Yes. I remember that night. What happened? Well, my husband and I were watching, a, supposed to be watching a movie, a Western together, and I remember I really wasn't watching it because my mind, I just listened to, if your name is not written in the book, we just had... Joel preached the Sunday before, okay. and so I'd already been under, under conviction for like two days, and I didn't say anything because to people because I'm like, you know, I've already proclaimed to be saved. Has and, my name been written in the book? Right, and I, yeah. I was like, I knew, I knew my name wasn't written in that book. Wow. And so I physically was, I was sick. Like I wasn't sleeping. I couldn't eat. And so that, during that movie, I just, like, broke down, and I, I told my husband, I said, I'm not saved. I need to get saved. Wow. And he said, well, then you need to do it right now. So he's like, do you want me to help you pray? I was like, no, I know how to pray. I know what I need to do. And so I just knelt down and prayed and ask got the, saved. Asked the Lord on, to save you. And on a Tuesday night, yeah. Wow. On a Tuesday night of all nights. Mm-hmm. The Lord still saves on, on special nights, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, and it was pretty awesome because, I mean, I just, right after that, I had a peace that I had not had before. Hmm. You know, I didn't struggle. Before I struggled, am I saved? And then I'd pray, oh, Lord, if I'm not saved, could you please save me? But it just wasn't, it just wasn't doing it, you know? Yeah. Until I had that heart change and until I just accepted there's nothing I can do because growing up in the Catholic faith, I've been trying to do all these works, be a good person, don't lie, this, this, this get to heaven and you know it was just kind of drilled in my mind and so to get that mindset of there's nothing you can do he's already paid it all for you just accept the free gift you know yeah and so some, that was some might uh, look upon the faith that we're in here and say that well you got you did all that so you can feel good about it. now you can go out and sin and not feel bad about it have you ever had that heart where now that you've you've been born again, you can get away with sins and do things? No, because, I mean, once you are saved, you should try to live for the Lord and, and do what is right. And if you don't, you're going to, there should be some conviction. You're going to feel bad for what you've done. Mm-hmm. You know. It changes your heart. Your yes. heart changes your lifestyle, yeah. Well, looking back on your life, um, now that you've, you've been saved, what, how long? I got now? saved in 2012, 2012, February 28th. And when we say saved, we're talking about what Jesus says in, in the book of yeah, John. Lord. You must be born again. Yes. And that's that's what salvation is. And so how many years you say? 2012. Nine years? Something like nine that? Years. Yeah, it'll be nine years next month in February. February. Mm-hmm. Almost happy birthday. Yeah. Um, Looking back on those nine years, if, if that wouldn't have been a decision, if you wouldn't have followed um, looking for the truth through the scriptures and just and just merely stayed in tradition, mm-hmm. where do you think your life would be right now as far as... So we know one thing, this, this young lady right here mm-hmm. may not have, never have heard the same thing. Right. Um, that would have greatly affected her life and my life because I married her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But what about you? Our home would have been, I don't know, my husband and I have probably been divorced. You think you'd honestly. be, really? Yeah. Even though you have to be a good person to be Catholic, you still would have gotten divorced. 
Yeah, because our marriage, we were having a lot of problems then yeah. until he got saved. I mean, it just... You could see the turned. Lord working on him yes, pretty heavy. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Even though he's still growing, but you see a lot of, a lot of changes on him. Yes. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Ashlyn was the one... Ashlyn, I always said her heart from the time she was little, she always wanted to do right. And like she said one day that she remembered me teaching this, which this is awful. But she said, I, I was telling them, if you're, if you're a good person, you'll go to heaven. I told the kids that, and I don't even remember that, but she remembers me telling them that. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I forgot about the holy water when you came in. Yeah, dip in your, dip your fingers and make the sign. Remember that now? Mm-hmm. We were altar girls, remember? You were an altar girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. My mom would set up. I hated it. I forgot about that. despised the Sunday that we had to go in and we got the communion out of the refrigerator. We got the wine out, and we. Oh, that's when I had to be. We need to set everything had to up. Light the candles. Go in there. Yeah, sit there with holy water. You were the mass coordinator. We took turns. Wow. We were. We had to light the candles and get the wine out. We had to wear the long. And if wine there's room. any wine left in that cup, you're supposed to drink it. Because you can't let the blood of Jesus be thrown away. After everybody else in the church. Can you imagine the COVID outbreak in the country? I never drank it. I was like... Oh. Most people just thought I, like, touched their lips. Make it look like you drank it. And then... I used to take my wafer and dip it. And then I got to the point where I was like, I'm not doing wine anymore. I'm just... <laughs> it's the stupid stuff. I shouldn't say that, but it's stupid. It is. Well, the stuff that people... It's amazing think. how powerful tradition is. Mm-hmm. I really realized that at my grandpa's funeral. Was that all Catholic? He was, a, he was a Knights of Columbus. It's like a... Well, so they all... So a bunch of my cousins, my dad's cousins and stuff, they're all Catholics. Well, that's uh, that's quite a story. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of people out there going through the same things. And uh, appreciate the time. And you're sharing hard. I know that's going to be a blessing. And, uh, and one of these days we'll get little Miss Kaylin over here to <laughs> give her story here. What do you think? Perhaps. You remember that first time we stepped in the Baptist church? What happened? I was scared. You were scared? I wanted to run out the other way. You wanted to run out <laughs> Why is that? Um, because people were invading my space, and they were too friendly, and I didn't know them. Too friendly? Wow. And, uh, hug on me and love on me and... It was very uncomfortable. Well, you, if I could interrupt, you didn't have that in the Catholic Church. No. You didn't have the friendliness? No, you you dip, you go in, you dip your fingers in some holy water, you make the sign of the cross, and you go to your you go to your seat. Wow. And then you get out and you go home. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, when you look back at the Bible, now that you're reading the Bible, you can kind of see... How things happened in the in the uh, in the New Testament in Acts, in particularly, and you can see there's a lot of similarities that what we do nowadays is relevant to the mm-hmm. when they did back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many how many babies are you babysitting today? Altogether, we have five. Five. And you took the time to do this mm-hmm. in the midst of all the nap time, <laughs> so I appreciate it. I just, I just want to be a blessing and, and let other people know if there's someone maybe in the same shoes that I was in, yeah. that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. 
seek the Lord. Yes. Read your read the book. Bible. Stay in your Bible. Pray. God will be there for you, and he'll he'll get you through it. Yeah. Not by tradition. Not by tradition. Yeah. Well, amen. Okay. Anything else you want to say? Seek truth. Well, there you go. Okay. I think that's it. And that concludes this episode. We hope you have been encouraged and challenged. You've been listening to Pilgrim Paths.